0: Podcast.
1: I said welcome to welcome to the dirty sports podcast with Andy Ruther Angel Pray No. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochilprano.
1: Hello, Andrew.
0: Hello, Joseph.
1: How are you this Monday morning?
0: I'm good, man. How are you? You got back late from San Diego last night.
1: Late from San Diego after a fantastic weekend of shows at the Comedy Store, working with the talented and fantastic Eddie Ift, and also working with chad from chad goes deep fame um so it was great it was a it was a surf weekend bro eddie and i surf salt creek on the way down then pacific beach both on friday and then we uh did some shows saturday we surf trestles with chad uh yesterday we served blacks beach which i don't know if you've ever been to in san diego but it's a nude beach so i saw about uh 50 dongs yesterday whoa
0: whoa 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 whoa, whoa. back the yeah. back Back this up a minute. It's called Blacks Beach.
1: It's called Blacks Beach, and I racist. Never, and I never knew why. And then I realized when I went down there, it's named after the winners on the nude beach portion of the uh, of the sand. So a lot of small dicks, and then a lot a lot of giant black dicks.
0: Fully nude.
1: Fully nude. Nude girls. Nude guys.
0: Were people? Were girls fully nude?
1: Fully nude. You see some bush. A little bush. I mean, not a lot of bush these days. It's not the '70s. Did you? But let
0: me ask you this, because I noticed we've both been to Europe. I noticed whenever I would go to nude beaches in Europe, usually it's the gross people who are naked.
1: Yeah, blacks is pretty, uh, pretty all encompassing. There was like there was some fit people, and then there was some. There was certainly some just
0: like you saw some attractive women naked.
1: Some attractive women. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's 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 good to know.
1: It gives me hope. I was thinking about surfing naked, but then I was like, I don't know if I want.
0: Had I been with you guys, by the way, I would have gotten nude. Totally would have gotten nude.
1: Well, we'll have to remember that next time we play in the lineup. Make sure not to bring you again. No, nah, I think you should.
0: You want to see a little Andy Ruther dong yeah. flopping around?
1: But it was fun. Uh, shout out to all the dirt balls that came out. Had a couple of dirt balls come out on Friday night. Uh, shout out to the former dirt balls who came. We had a former dirt ball come last night. Um so thank you guys for all coming. That was fun.
0: Former. Yeah. Does that former. mean like 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 uh
1: somebody who used to listen to the show until you berated them at a Super Bowl party.
0: Oh because of me. Yeah. It's all because of me.
1: I think it was you and Hall of Famer uh Jesse Stanga who who drove this particular dirtball into the into the darkness.
0: It's always it's always my fault somehow my fault yeah um i forced someone to stop listening to our show yeah yet they still go see you yeah by the way when people say uh they stop listening to the show i'm just gonna go ahead and be arrogant yeah i think most of you still listen to the show
1: you'd agree right probably yeah I've, i've noticed i've noticed uh
0: do you think when people make those bold proclamations on social media do they really think we give a shit?
1: Well, it's funny, because every time I'll name one of the trolls that, like, claim they stop listening, I'll get, like, a direct message like, uh I heard you've been talking about me. <laughs> what you heard from your ears? I've heard. Yeah. The Reddit
0: forums have blown up. Yeah. Pretend mentioned me on the show.
1: Somebody... You know, uh, somebody be sure to pass along to their friend who will pass along to their friend who will pass along to their friend who will pass along to Jonathan Cohen. 004, <laughs> that, the Hawks just fucking took twenty five million dollars in Carmelo Anthony's contract to move Dennis Schroeder. Congratulations. You're still one of the worst franchises in all of professional sports. And just two years ago, make sure to pass along to pass along to pass along to Jonathan Cohen. That you claimed that they were going to be second in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Can
0: you explain? Evil laugh? Can you explain to me the Carmelo thing? Yeah. So they they trade him to Atlanta. Yep. They buy out his contract.
1: Yep. Basically,
0: to get rid of Schroeder.
1: Yeah. So they don't basically don't want to pay. They didn't want to pay him. So
0: so they're saving money in the in the long run,
1: kind of. That's what I'm really, confused on. Yeah, it's like I think I think in buying out Carmelo, like maybe he doesn't count on their cap or something like that, and then he, it was just for this year. So Schroeder going forward, I'm sure he was there like a couple more years. So it's like okay, maybe they take a big cap hit this season when they're obviously going to be awful, and uh, and you know look forward to. You know the future, and not have Schroeder on their contract. Schroeder, however, they fucking pronounce it. Now, if only there was a way they could get like the most complete player in the draft. Oh right, they had him, and they traded him. <laughs> like what the f- like the Atlanta Hawks dumpster fire organization. They had the uh, only decision that they did make is get rid of Carmelo Anthony. Bravo to that.
0: So they trade. They drafted what dunk? What's it? dunk Doncic. Yeah. How is it pronounced?
1: I believe it's Doncic. Doncic. Yeah.
0: Luca Doncic. That sounds like that sounds like a sexual act. Yo, what'd you do with that girl? I gave her the Doncic.
1: Yeah. Uh, So the Doncic is right as you're coming, you punch her in the back of the head. You mean like a donkey punch? Yeah, but you do it left hand, so you're Doncic. You're I
0: <laughs> Like the Doncic, his mom. You seen yeah. her?
1: Yeah. Ridiculous.
0: Former model.
1: Now she'll be running around Dallas.
0: That's, uh, that's got to suck in a way. Like... Dude, you're on an NBA team. There's a lot of sexual energy flying through that locker room. Yeah. Dude, just talking about girls, they bang. And you got a former model for a mom.
1: I mean, think about it this way. If if Gloria James is having guys in the NBA look at her, a former model is definitely going to get some attention.
0: Yeah. You know someone's going to be like, yo, Luca, I beat off to your mom last night. Yeah, totally. Anyway, Mello now. To the Rockets, inevitably.
1: Yep. Hopefully not. I'm still I'm still hopeful that it doesn't go that way because Carmelo Anthony just said the other day that he won't come off the bench still. But he will if he goes to the Rockets, he will come off the bench. But he's saying he won't. He's saying he won't come off the bench. So does that mean the Rockets are gonna start him?
0: You know what Melo's turned into? You know what he's turned into, Joe. He is that woman who still looks good, but she's in her early 40s. And she shows up to the bar or the club. And again, still in shape, still pretty, but you can see the wear and tear on her. And you're like, just know your lane. That's what Mello, Mello is a 40-year-old. I don't have
1: sex with girls in their 30s, let alone their 40s. So I, well, I, well, I, I, I'm the, I should be... An NBA GM, because I'd be like, 40? No thanks. I'm out.
0: Well, I do personally, but normally those girls, my point is, know their role. They know, hey, I still look pretty good. I got it together, but I can't be setting the bar so high for the 35 year old lawyer who makes a lot of money. Like, that's what he is. He does. Like, I don't understand his mentality of, dude, you're in here your what? Was he in
1: his 15th season? Yeah. You come off the bench, score points. Yeah. That's what you're there for. He's saying you he won't. That's why I'm sort of hopeful that, like, Mike D'Antoni's like, hey, I know, Daryl, you think this is going to help our team, but, like, if I don't have the option to not start this guy, then I don't want him. This is already more of a headache than I need. If I don't have the option to not start him, I don't want him. Yeah, and hopefully he makes that call, and either Carmelo Anthony says I will come off the bench, or they, or better yet, they don't sign him. I saw a report the other day that said if the Houston Rockets, it's like one of the Vegas uh, websites, either maybe uh, adjusted their line thinking that Mello had agreed to a deal, or announced how their line would be adjusted, but basically said if Mello signs with the Rockets, they will make their odds, it'll make worse odds for them to win the championship.
0: What doesn't surprise me?
1: And it's just, it's hilarious because the thing is too about Melo and also Dwight Howard, because somebody, you know, I talked about Dwight Howard versus Tiger Woods the other day and somebody sent me Dwight Howard stats and was like, looks pretty good. Yeah, it does look pretty good when you're in an NBA, when the other team goes, if you don't have a jump shot, We're literally never going to pay attention to you. We will not guard you because you have zero ability to shoot a three. You have zero ability to stretch the floor. You can get in the NBA. You can get 16 points a game, getting cleanup rebounds and get, guess what? It's the most useless 16 points ever because you're drawing zero defense. You're literally just grabbing offensive rebounds and getting putbacks. That's it. You have, you, there's nothing dynamic about your play. And in in an NBA where scoring is up and everybody's scoring 100-plus and 120 points a game, handing 16 points to Dwight Howard and being like, cool, this guy's going to get eight easy buckets, but we don't have to worry about him in their offensive scheming. Great. Give it to him. Best thing that ever happened to us. Hilarious. So he's like, oh, looks pretty good. Well, you don't understand the NBA. Bottom line. And honestly, I'm starting to worry about the Rockets. Do they not understand the NBA? How does Carmelo Anthony help you? Vegas thinks it hurts you.
0: Well, they also gave Clint Capella a big deal. Great, five,
1: yeah. And Clint Capella deserves a big deal.
0: Five-year, $80 million. What I thought was interesting about Capella's deal, as I look at, are the incentives. I kind of like this. So the incentives on Clint Capella's contract... He gets one million if the team reaches the Western Conference
1: Finals. How he- old is he? He's 24? Yes. And how long is his deal? Five years, 80 million. Right.
0: With up to 10 million in incentives, here's some more of the incentives. 500 grand for finishing with a 30 percent defensive rebounding rate. What does that mean?
1: I mean, it's a f- I have no fucking I don't know the fucking specifics of it, but basically, like you know they have they have their net rating offensive rebounding, de- defensive rebound all that basically he has, if he's a if he's a better defensive rebounder
0: and i like this one 500 grand if he shoots at least 65% from the free throw line
1: so basically he's their dwight howard except they've only got him till he's 29 instead of shithead dwight howard age and then uh he has to shoot 65% to make more money as opposed to a guy who shoots 50 And a, a perfect example of a guy who he's going to have to improve his game in the next five years. He's going to have to find an outside shot. He's going to have to find, you know, the ability to do all the things. But he's also yeah. a good defensive player, and he's he finishes at the rim still. I mean, uh, talk about people like Dwight Howard still looks good. It's like, is he getting? I think he's getting paid more than Clint Capella. Who's a better, younger version? Man,
0: 500 grand to just shoot 65%. I want that deal.
1: Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. You
0: know how easy that is?
1: It's hard, though, when you're that big.
0: I just don't buy that. I do not buy it, that. It
1: is. It's harder when you're that big. The problem is these guys, are these guys. their egos just shoot underhand, guys.
0: Or practice. Yeah, but, I mean. Okay, it's kind of like this. We now have a basketball hoop in the pool here at Savage Town, right? And yesterday, we hadn't really played competitively, but yesterday, me and the mayor decided, let's play a game of horse. And we were shooting around all day after we played volleyball. It's kind of the same thing, right? You have the small balls, and you have the hoop. And at first, we were both missing a lot. But after shooting around for, like, 45 minutes an hour and we kept playing, we got our shots down. We learned how to shoot with the small ball. Dude, that's a similar comparison when you're a big guy shooting
1: a basketball. Yeah, look, there's big guys who are great at shooting, too, but it's, it's a matter of, like, how how you young you start and you're actually a shooter. Like, Capella's not a shooter. So now it's just, like, learning what Dirk Nowitzki learned at 12, learning it at 24, and then... Getting to the point where Dirk Nowitzki was at 20, you're going to do that at what, 32, and then it's it's just really hard. Plus, you're like, how much are you really able to practice? That's why I think the big guys just shoot underhand. But what
0: do you mean? How much are you able to practice, dude? That's your job.
1: Yeah, but you also go to basketball practice. You work out. If you
0: spent, this is my argument for those guys. If you if you, spent, if you
1: tell me if you spend an hour a day, like no, it's not. yeah, dude. They've, they've done all these guys have done it. Like they've all tried to do it. The answer is fucking shoot underhand. Stop being a bitch because you're thinking that you're going to look like a bitch and just look like a bitch and make a a million dollars. Just shoot underhand. Who doesn't want money? Guys, quick reminder. We've
0: already got a lot of good comments. Keep leaving comments. If you're watching this live right now on YouTube, Joe and I will get to comments at the end of the show. Yeah, that will be our supplement with dirtball, Ball calls. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I've been seeing a lot about LeBron lately, and like people now want want an explanation about like why he came to LA, and everyone, everyone's like, I feel like everyone's still talking about this, like, yeah. like he came, he did it. Well, why are we still talking about this?
1: Because the... Are people
0: still confused why he came out here?
1: I'm still confused. So you are? You're yeah. one of these people? I am. I, I'm truly one of those one of these people. Um, I mean, I'm not that confused. I'm just confused, like, that if the only answer is that he wants to be a mogul and he wants to learn from Magic Johnson and he wants to be in, you know... Uh, he wants the the barbershop show on HBO and he wants a lot. I go, Man, you're really, really, really rich and you're five years away from being out of the league. Why does that have to happen now? Like, it just seems to me that LeBron James in a chase for in some people's mind of the greatest player of all time. The idea of you're in your prime, you just went to the finals, you just led the league in basically everything. At 33, you're going to, you know, transition into being a, an executive producer and play on a team that doesn't have enough talent? And what? Like, this is all about your kid playing AAU? Like, I'm just confused as to why he didn't go, the only thing people are judging me on at this point is championships. Let me go win one.
0: Well, he, this is what he said. By the way, LeBron, I, dude, I gotta I got to make fun of LeBron for a minute. He looks like the biggest front runner fairweather fan in these comments. It's it's like, dude, are you serious? He said, uh, he said, I wanted to be there on a day-to-day basis, obviously talking about Los Angeles. And then the other hand, I'm he, oh, he's talking about moving. Blah blah blah. Let me just skim through this. This is like a dream come true for me. Growing up, listen to what LeBron says. Growing up, I was a Cowboys fan, I was a Bulls fan, I was a Yankees fan. Bro. Awful. Let me reiterate that. LeBron said he was a Cowboys fan, a Bulls fan, and a Yankees fan. Dude, not Browns, not Indians, not Cavs? No. Come on, man.
1: Front-running 90s millennial dork.
0: Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, I always felt like that was one of the historical franchises. He's talking about the Lakers. Being able to play for a historical franchise with so much history and now being able to partner. I mean, it's a business thing. Partner with Magic Johnson, someone I kind of looked up to when I was younger, wanted to make no look passes like Magic, wanted to get the break, wanted to get on the break and be the showtime like Magic. And now it's all come to fruition. So, I mean, he's talking about the historical franchise, and the championship franchise and Magic Johnson and blah, blah, blah.
1: He wants to be here day to day. He wants to work at Magic Johnson. He wants to be a mogul. That's that's the answer. And to me, that's still confusing for me because I, I totally understand it if he's, you know, um any basically any other player besides LeBron James. Because LeBron James, you still have things on the basketball court to achieve, and I just don't understand why he doesn't go. Hey, everybody's critical of me and my ch- and my finals record. Why don't I go somewhere and be like, look, just like people are saying, this Cavs organization didn't surround me with enough. I'll go somewhere that has slightly more, and I'll beat the Warriors. I'll do it because I'm LeBron James. If if he had gone to Houston, they'd have done it. Like. The idea that he's going to go to L.A., it's sort of like it's sort of waving the white flag. It's sort of saying, cool, it's a Warriors League. But I'll be here making a bunch of money.
0: If you had a gun to my head, though, I'd say the Lakers make the Western Conference Finals. next Yeah. Year.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you because LeBron going there makes maybe them better than the Rockets. But it all comes down to now they make the Western Conference Finals. Well, I guess that if the Warriors finish one and the Rockets finish two and the Lakers finish three or four, like maybe, but not if they face the Warriors in the second round. Right. It all depends on how it all works out. Seating, seating yeah. wise. But I agree with you. He makes the Lakers a Western Conference finalist, but he makes the Rockets the champs. And to me, that was... You mean the Warriors? No. He makes the Rockets the champs if he had gone there. He makes... Oh, By going okay. to the Lakers, he makes gotcha. them a conference finals. By going to the Rockets, he makes them the champs. I gotcha. Okay. If they make all their moves they made this summer, instead of mellow, they get LeBron?
0: He came to a better team, though.
1: Better roster. You think he came to a better roster with the Lakers than with the Rockets? Than with the Cavs.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But now he's in the West with the Rockets. Yeah. And also, the big overwhelming thing is people here, Lakers fans, there are Lakers fans, there are Lakers fans. You're going to love this. That don't like you.
0: You're going to love this, by the way. I saw, speaking of, let's put this in air quotes, Lakers fans. I saw on some dudes like Toyota Corolla or whatever it was, I saw a Lakers sticker and a flag the other day. You could a hundred you know you can tell if a sticker's been there or if it's new. Yeah. You could a hundred percent, I thought of you, Prano. You could a hundred percent tell that his Lakers sticker had just been put on within the last week or two. Yeah. And there was a flag. And I thought, guarantee that was just put on too. It's like, here they come out of the woodworks. Yeah. Those diehard Los Angeles Lakers fans. Yeah. Fucking fair weather fucks, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. So that that that's why it's still, you know, I mean, I I understand why LeBron came. I just don't understand. Like, I understand why he did it. I just don't understand. That how that was the most valuable thing to him. Yeah. Being a fucking mogul. But like it happened right away. Barbershop's going to be on HBO starting next month or whatever.
0: He's got a lot you know with his un, un, uninterrupted, can't even say it. company, he's got a lot going on. There's a lot there's a lot of moving parts going on there.
1: And maybe he knows. maybe he knows his body can't keep it up. Maybe he's downshifting. Maybe. I think he's proven everything he's got to prove, but a lot of people don't. And to me, like as an athlete, as a competitor, I'd be like, oh, I'll show you motherfuckers. Who wants the championship? Philly? Houston? Like, let's go. Okay,
0: me versus LeBron. Savage Town Pool game of horse on that hoop that we made. you give me any shot? No. None? Zero. None?
1: Zero. I, I don't give you a shot if you...
0: Can I give LeBron a letter? Can I give him an H?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: I mean, you see how small the ball... LeBron's yeah. hands are th- probably three times the size probably. of my hands.
1: He'd figure it out pretty quick, though.
0: You're giving me no shot. No. you giving yourself a shot? No. Uh, on a pool?
1: I've uh, see, dude, I've seen how this works. It's funny. I went over to my friend Dave Briggs' place one time. Dave Briggs is the degenerate gambler. He's always been a degenerate gambler. His kid had a little Fisher Price basketball hoop out back, right? And so Dave's like, oh, let's, well, let's play a little horse for a buck, you know? Buck, buck a horse. And he beats me in horse. And then... Uh, he's like, five bucks. I'm like, cool. From then on, like, I think I walked out of there with $200. Like, I was like, it took me five minutes to acclimate. I'm just a better athlete than you. I figured it out. Like, I have better hand-eye coordination, I have better skills. I mean, it's like, you know, you beat me while you were fucking, you've been sitting here playing basketball with your kid for two weeks. I came over, it took me five minutes. I lost a buck. I, I, I literally think I left there with two bills one day playing Fisher Price fucking horse in the backyard. Like, yeah, maybe you get a letter on LeBron, then he'd fucking get acclimated and then it'd be over. And also, no, I, I think you would beat I think he would beat us one on four in pool volleyball.
0: One on four.
1: Yeah. I mean the wingspan alone.
0: Yeah, but you got you're in the water, man. It's a lot different.
1: I seen I seen Braun jumping into the water in the fucking Cayman Islands or wherever his decision would, thing was. I would take us one on four. I would. 21 are we playing a normal volleyball game Did you see when i got out there how long i like just my reach affected he's he's 6'9 bro you,
0: you were discussed yesterday by the way the, the mayor brought you up to some of the people we we're playing with he, <laughs> he's like man i wish prano was here but in a way i don't he's like last week his reach he was in the. he had hit one in the water then he reached up he's like his roots are so goddamn short he can't you know He's got no fucking reach. He's like, Joe was in the water, then out of nowhere. He he described it. He goes, it was like a claw coming out of the water. (laughs) And Joe hit it again and scored on me.
1: Now, LeBron has five inches on me. One on four, though? No way. Yeah. I mean, just think about his vertical. How would you hit it over him? That whole, like, we're going to go to the back area? He's like, I'm going to ruin your life. Do not put it up that high. I want LeBron to come
0: down to the Savage Town pool to, to take part in this.
1: Yeah. Well, unless unless there's a TV show that he can produce while he's here, I don't think he's coming. That's
0: the show. No yeah. one's probably asked LeBron to play pool horse or pool volleyball. Yeah.
1: Everybody tweeted LeBron get him down here for some pool volleyball.
2: Do
0: you know how many views that would get? <laughs> yeah. Like, LeBron, no offense, bro. The whole barbershop thing, it's been done multiple times. Yeah, You playing pool volleyball against a bunch of fucking white guys who live next to the beach, that's never been done before. Nope. In fact, you know, I have some of the contacts at Uninterrupted. Maybe I should email them that yeah. today. That's my pitch.
1: Be like the real goat would be there. Not my goat. <laughs> I'm not a goat. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Let's talk a little baseball, Prano. Okay. I got to talk about my boy Pete Rose.
1: Okay. What's Pete Rose up to? Well,
0: the headline says, Pete Rose says baseball sucks
1: now. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Is this angry old white guy? Yeah, sounds like it.
0: All right. Let's let's get to the quotes. Pete Rose said, I'm going to argue with baseball until the day I die. Well, no shit. He went on to say, that baseball is juiced. Talking about now. I don't care what anybody says. They'll say it's not, which they'll have to. I saw a ball bounce behind the dugout the other day in Anaheim and it bounced into the second deck. Now there's something going on there. I saw Bryce Harper break his bat in half and hit a 420-foot home run in New York. That just doesn't happen. I know the ballparks are small. It just seems to me that everybody who plays baseball today is a potential home run hitter. Then he goes on to say, the number of ballparks is a joke to pitch in. It's not really fair, to be honest with you. You think of Camden Yards, Cincinnati, Houston is a joke. They're world champions, but it's a joke to pitch there. Colorado, Arizona. Pete Rose.
1: Well, I agree with I agree with him in some respects, but he and and look, do I know that they haven't made like slight adjustments to the baseball? And that's always something like we've had we've had years where it was like, "Oh, the baseballs were being made here, and now they're being made here, and they're acting different." Uh, do I think that the baseballs are juiced i do not i do not think that the baseballs are juiced now consider the fact that players are bigger and stronger sure a guy like pete rose literally doesn't exist now yeah add that the pitchers are bigger and stronger so they're providing more velocity and there was always guys who are throwing hard but now more guys are throwing hard so you know if your fourth starter who it doesn't have that much control is now throwing 95 and then you're a big fucking you know muscled out power hitter and you hit the ball it's going to go farther also the ballparks I, is important i also agree a hundred percent philadelphia cincinnati houston fenway yankee stadium all those ball yeah cores absolutely positively should be factored in camden yards like you said i mean just the idea that people are talking about chase hutley's hall of fame it's like Dude, the gaps in Philadelphia are, it's a fucking bandbox. They, it is not like the fact that he has 1,800 hits and, oh, but he has 240 whatever home runs. Like, yeah, because he's Mr. Long flyout in any ballpark but Philadelphia or Cincinnati or Yankee Stadium or wherever. Oh, Chase Ellie hit five homers in a World Series, a World Series that was played in Philadelphia and Yankee Stadium. This is, not, this is not rocket science.
0: But they played the Yankees
1: when they won the World Series? No, when they lost the World Series. Oh, gotcha. He hit five home runs in the series they lost against the Yankees.
0: Ah. Because they beat Tampa to win, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah.
0: so. Yeah. I got to read his last comments because this, this you would know more about this. Then he talks about the pitching inside. He said, I probably would have been kicked out of every game by the third or fourth inning. If I was a pitcher, you couldn't pitch inside. I don't know who these geniuses are who keep wanting to change these rules in baseball. Fans every once in a while like a fight at the ballpark. Instead of helping somebody up, kick dirt on (laughs) him.
1: Yeah, that's pretty pretty Pete Rose. It's pretty on brand.
0: So, like, in the old days, they didn't ever pitch inside like that? They didn't? No, what's he saying there? Basically, if they did, there was a fight.
1: Yeah. That like guys that guys pitched inside. That was like part of the game is you threw inside at guys and then if you oh, brush somebody what he's back. Saying. Yeah, okay. You brush somebody back, then you'd fight. And nowadays nowadays like these guys are being allowed to pitch inside and no one's doing anything about it. Like, oh, you know, it, like for example, the Cinder guards getting thrown out of games for you know Fucking throwing behind a guy. Yeah. He's saying, guys, throw inside of me, then I'm gonna come and I'm gonna, you know, talk shit. I'm gonna charge him out, I'm gonna do whatever. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Well, we gotta get to this batting practice attire weird story. Yeah. Because was Shabelli texting us about this? Yeah. So a lot of people actually DM'd us about this. Right. So the Braves announcers went off about the outfits the Dodgers were wearing during batting practice during batting practice and I have the clip
1: okay let's play it I'm so excited for the good headphones
0: so I have the the baby headphones because those fit me um yeah let's see let's see what they uh, what what they said I, to be honest I haven't actually listened to it I think this is the clip but let me let me pull this up this is yeah, this is the clip this is from Joe Simpson and chip carry. All right, here's the
2: clip. You know that I grew up in the Dodger organization yeah. and certainly was taught how to play professional baseball and do things the right way. I want to look at some things that were going on today in batting practice here with the Dodgers. What do you see? T-shirts, you see Chase Utley with no socks and pants up over his knees, t shirts this was prevalent with their whole team and i think about fans that come to sun trust park who are dodgers fans and want to see their players they had no idea who any of them were nobody had any kind of uniform or batting practice shirt on with their name on their jersey they looked very unprofessional Uh, and i think i can say this because i know what the dodger organization was all about there's the button it is perfect but if i were a dodger fan i'd be embarrassed and i don't know how major league baseball allows such attire when the gates are open and fans are watching Uh, chase Utley, i've had nothing but respect for him his whole career i think he's a great player and i thought he always played the game the right way that was an embarrassment what he had on today during batting practice when you think of all the merchandising that major league baseball does with their practice uniforms and the batting practice jerseys I'm with you. Why not? Well, it's called a uniform for a reason. You know that I.
1: All right, Joe.
2: So, my
1: thoughts on this are are sort. It's sort of. A, it's sort of split. Um. Let me start by saying these guys are being old dipshits. Old, unfun white guys. Yeah. Uh, they're being old dipshits because it doesn't fucking matter. Um, it doesn't like it is not an embarrassment. And the idea that people are coming to the ballpark and not knowing anybody that's at <laughs> anybody that's at the ballpark two and a half hours early to watch batting practice. If you're, if you're, a, if you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan that lives in Atlanta and you have showed up to the away ballpark, Two and a half hours early to watch batting practice. You know who, Justin Turner. Is. By
0: the way, I love that. I love the guy who mistakes Justin Turner for Yasiel
1: Puig. Also, you go to back in the day, you go to uh, ballpark for batting practice. They're wearing the they're wearing the the light pullover over their batting practice jersey. Their batting practice. The Yankees don't have numbers. The Yankees don't have names on the back of their jersey. Like, are are you telling me that there's people who don't know which one's Derek Jeter? Or which one's Aaron Judge? Which one's Aaron Judge? He's the 6'7 one. <laughs> like, well, how was I supposed to know? Now, conversely, I've coached baseball for a long time. This past spring was the first time in 10 years that I have not coached a high school varsity baseball team. Would my baseball team ever dress like that for batting practice? B- b- Pre-game? 100% no. Never. chance if somebody came out dressed like Chase Utley, I'd laugh at them. I'd say, go find your uniform before I cut you from this baseball team because where are your socks? I wouldn't let guys dress like that for practice. In practice, we had a rule. You came in pants, baseball pants, cleats, and, uh, and our team hat. With you know a shirt on, unless unless we as the coaches sent a text earlier in the day and said it's a shorts day, oh it's going to be hot. We're just taking batting practice. We're not going to be doing you know fielding drills. We're not going to be doing anything where you need to slide. Then come you can come in shorts. I would you you need expressed written consent from me to wear shorts. The idea that a lot of teams take batting practice pregame obviously that. My team would ever be out there in anything besides baseball pants, a batting practice jersey, or a batting practice t-shirt, you know, property of the Los Angeles Dodgers, or some sort of warm-up jacket with a hat, zero percent chance. Zero.
0: Yeah, but we've both been critical of the NFL, how strict they are with their uniform policy and the cleats, and even in their pregame to me, it sounds like then you have a different, then then you do agree in a way with the like how the NFL is. No, saying how you would no, treat. No, wear any.
1: You know, if you were. But but you're not.
0: But you're saying if you
1: want to wear Air Jordan sneaker, you know, cleats. Wear Air Jordan cleats. If you want to wear, if you want to wear wristbands or a sleeve. If you want to wear, you know, a headband under your under your hat. But to me, when you're playing baseball, like guys come out there in warm-ups in football, they're not in uniform. They're not in helmets. They're not in shoulder pads. They're usually in shorts and t-shirts and whatever. Now, when they come back out for a pregame warm-up where everybody's stretching, where everybody's running through their offensive sets down at the goal line, where everybody's doing that, and they're all in uniform, they're all in uniform. They have they have helmets on. They have shoulder pads on. They have pants on. They have, they're ready to go for game time. That's essentially batting practice. I understand that it's that, that super pregame, but To me, you're out there, you're playing, you're taking batting practice, you're not doing it in shorts, you're doing it, you're doing it in baseball gear, because you're taking batting, that's just what it is, that's, this is relatively new, no teams, they're right in that this isn't, you don't see this a lot.
0: This isn't common.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't care good great for the Dodgers. If Dave Roberts doesn't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. If the Dodgers organization doesn't have a problem with it, then I don't have a problem with it. As a manager, would my guys do it? No. As a manager, are the San Francisco Giants coming out like that? I have no idea. Are the Mets coming out like that? I don't know idea. Is Terry Francona's Indians in uniform? That's on him. Buck I can guarantee you Buck Showalter's Orioles aren't, but that's on you. Like that's on dave roberts it's completely and 100% up to him
0: i was actually most surprised that you haven't brought up the announcer commenting how chase sutley's been nothing but a class act his whole career yeah. i was i was ready for you to be like class
1: act right he killed my boy's legs right and and that's the thing like it, the idea that this guy who is not just not just my guy but the hundreds of uh, filthy you know trying to injure other people's eyes oh you you thought chase hotley wouldn't show up in capri pants well you you haven't been watching like he he's the fucking goddamn worst but this is on dave Roberts now the thing is you're also setting yourself up for what if the dodgers don't win the world series again this year what if the, Do- the dodgers now have manny machado and the dodgers have everything the dodgers have it all fucking laid out and what have i been critical with about the dodgers
0: the playoff coaching decisions.
1: I've been critical mostly of Dave Roberts, of Dave Roberts. That's what I'm saying. So if the one, maybe hole, maybe one chink in your armor is your manager and your manager is the guy who's letting guys go out there and whatever. It's like, do you really need to draw more attention to the one thing that people might be questioning about this team? But I would, I I don't care as a Dodger. If I was a Dodger fan, I don't care. If uh, as a baseball fan, I don't care. If the Dodgers want to look like this, they look like this. But uh, like I said, on the opposite side, no baseball team I ever coached would look like that.
0: Well, you and I are going to go to Chicago for a dirtball meetup next month. Yes, which I'm very excited about, and we're going to go see the White Sox play wherever they play now. Yeah. Comiskey. What, we're
1: calling it Comiskey. Can we just call Comiskey? Yeah, and
0: then we're going to go to Wrigley. And we're, we're going to get there for batting practice, and we're going to get those tickets on SeatGeek, Joe Prano.
1: Absolutely. And SeatGeek, you might even be able to get our comedy show tickets on SeatGeek. Yeah, you might be able to. That's a good point. SeatGeek for White Sox, Cubs, the entire Dirtball Midwest meetup, the 2018 Fall meetup.
0: And I was also looking on SeatGeek last night. I think I'm going to go see uh, the Symphony play Star Wars music at the Hollywood Bowl. And I, you know how I knew about that? My boy, my barber, Trippy, tipped me off to that.
1: I think I need to see you and Trippy there together. But Trippy's taking his son. Well, you should take his other son, his white son. (laughs) It's like, yo, fool. This is when Luke loses his hand, fool. Kind of getting emotional, dog.
0: Trippy was very excited because I I informed Trippy. I was like, if you you go to the Hollywood Bowl to see the Star Wars concert, you got to get those tickets on SeatGeek. Because you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. And guys, that goes for everyone listening as well. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. So take advantage of that. And like Joe said, uh, we're going to be using SeatGeek for the White Sox and Cubs game. And we, we, did, we have had people slide into our DMs about those games. Great. We have not bought tickets yet, FYI. But if you want to use SeatGeek promo code DIRTY, maybe hook some brothers up.
1: Yeah. As long as you're not a super creep, we'll sit with you. Right? Well,
0: yeah. I mean, what are the odds of somebody not being a super creep? I don't know.
1: I sat with CT up in Seattle. It was a very pleasant experience.
0: Odds of a dirt ball being a super creep with us sitting with them in a the game? I mean, one out of two. Um, Is it that high?
1: I'd say, yeah. Would, would you consider. I'd say at least one out of three. The move from, uh,
0: the move from uh, Fat Jason Kidd was that super creep?
1: Watch Prano <laughs> watch baseball?
0: <laughs> you, you would identify that as super creep? Yes or no?
1: Yeah, that was hilarious.
0: I mean, it was great.
1: I mean, we only knew the only reason we knew there was a dirt ball there is because he's wearing. I Bill turned around and one the one set of eyes was just staring at me, wearing a
0: Bill Walton shirt. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's a great
0: hashtag. Watch Prado, watch baseball.
1: I think I'm going back up to at the end of August for uh, some more uh, Giants, uh, Mets games at at uh, AT and T. So keep that on your radar too. Right before we go to Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. But I highly recommend well if you're on the West Coast, definitely try to try to go to that series. But if you're anywhere besides the West Coast, you gotta get to that Midwest meetup. Just even hanging out with the few dirt balls that came out this weekend. It's like I love I love the turntness of dirt balls. I love how turnt everybody is. They're and very like, avid. And it's great when when I go up literally some for some reason every there was uh dirt balls at three of the five shows this weekend. And every time they got seated, like right along the pathway on the way up. And like, so every time I was doing the walk up, it was like, I was walking out. I'm like high-fiving people, fist bumping, like waving to somebody. Somebody going like, no chill. It's great. So I can't wait to see how many of you guys come out to Chicago. Chicago is going to be lit. Like, I, I hate to go full of Ruther, but it's going to be lit, fam. It is. Yeah. Some fucking Chinese uh, or some uh, Chicago, I should say. I don't know why I said Chinese. C H. Uh, some Chicago like beef sandwiches, some fucking sausage. Now will you Midwest do Midwest beers?
0: Will you do the Chicago deep dish pizza? Yeah,
1: I love deep. Okay. dish. Okay,
0: I wasn't sure. I, I know how I dish. know how you New Yorkers
1: are. I mean, I actually, I'm a I'm a deep dish kind of guy. Like it's like a meal. Yeah, I like Sicilian pizza, like which is like New York style deep dish. Like yeah, square. So, deep dish, I like a I like a heavy crust. I'm down.
0: You fucks with it?
1: I fucks with I fucks with pretty much all pizza. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: Although that new pizza on the Venice Pier, 711, you you yeah. you hit it on the on the fucking head with
1: yeah. that. I mean, it's just sitting in like the warming thing. It's like thick and weird. And like the thick with like the heavy like all that heavy cheese. I don't need that.
0: Yeah. I know, man. Uh, my eventual goal and I need to make a lot of money. We need, that we, we, we need to open a pizza spot, like on Main Street in Santa Monica
1: or something. I don't know. I mean, Abbott's is pretty good. Yeah, but Abbott's is in Venice. Yeah. Dude, think about it. All those... I'm trying to open a deli. I'm trying to open a proper New York deli.
0: Where at? Like, where would you want to open it
1: Literally at? anywhere. Like, like somewhere on Lincoln, maybe. A little couple, couple parking spots. Like, remember where Talking Stick used to be?
0: Where would, what would you say is a proper New York deli around A proper here?
1: New York No, there's I've never been in one in California. I've never been in a proper New York deli. The closest thing we have is the sandwich spot right here. Bellissimo? Yeah, but that's like gourmet shit and It's good. Yeah, but I, I don't need gourmet shit. I need fucking I need pro I need like coffee. So here's what's in a proper New York deli. You walk in, there's a rack of chips, right? There's uh, there's a cooler full of, you know, sodas, iced teas, all that shit, all your drinks, right? Then you got a freezer with some, like, good humor shit, some ice cream, you know? Then you got, uh, you maybe you got some baked, like, maybe you got some packaged baked goods. Then you just got a deli, sandwich, fucking, any sandwich you want. There's no menu. You just go, you just make your own sandwich. Then they got, like, hot meatballs, hot chicken parm, you know, some maybe some like whatever, any like the, the pre-made hot food, chicken parm, meatballs, sausage and peppers sitting in there. You got a grill cooking bacon egg, and cheeses in the morning with all the East Coast
0: transplants living in Los Angeles. How does that not exist? I don't
1: know. I'm going to open it. I'm going to call it proper deli. And then you'll be like, what's the deal? i am be like, this is what a proper deli looks like. I come in. I get my breakfast sandwich. And then I get you to wrap an Italian combo for me for lunch. I get chips, the soda. I put it in a cooler. I close it up. I got my breakfast. I'm eating it with my coffee. I'm my lunch for later. Dude, I'm getting hungry just hearing this. I know. Damn. When, it, when I was in New York, I mean, I went to like a million proper delis. I went to Buetti's in Bedford Hills. I went to Bridgehampton Deli out in the Hamptons. Fuck, man. Proper deli.
0: I like the name of that proper deli. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, of the, the, the market or the target audience of customer for this.
1: Everybody that's ever lived in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut that m- moves out here that then like goes and waits in a line of cars at Bay Cities for an Italian combo. That's like seven and a half out of 10. Y'all make you a fucking 10 out of 10. Hire a couple Mexicans, but guys, this is how you make an Italian combo. Go. <laughs> Some shredded lettuce, oil and vinegar, salt, pepper.
0: There's a really, and it's not, it's not a deli, but it's a sandwich shop. God, I don't know the name of it. There's a really, and I mean, dude, like it's New York. All the shit you're naming, they have a lot of that. It's, but it's in the Valley. Yeah. I,
1: I'm sure there's something like it in the Valley. But...
0: There's a few in the Valley. Uh, There's one that's really good. Everything you're saying as far as the type of different meats and sandwiches you can get. But, yeah, around – dude, I always say around here, uh, Main Street, right, with all the bars in Santa Monica, there's no – outside of Holy Guacamole, which I think is open until 3 a.m. There's no – but that's a Mexican joint. There's no just late night, you know, I'm going to get a slice of pizza or some shit. Yeah. Goddamn rent's too expensive.
1: The rent is too damn high.
0: It's ridiculous, man. Let's talk a little NFL, Prano. What do we got here? What do we got going on in the NFL these days?
1: Well, just to cover one thing that we talked about in the NFL yesterday, I do want to shout out. uh, Hold on. Let me find it.
0: You mean last episode?
1: Yeah. What did I say? You said yesterday. It's all good. Sorry. Last episode. I want to shout out the ludicrous Duke fan for life at AML 6609. Who uh, was surprise surprise a faceless Twitter account? He has Joel Embiid in a uh, Carolina Panthers jersey. Wait, wait, who is this? He's Duke fan for life at AML six six zero nine. He after I made the request that uh, anybody that has you know an explanation about the anthem, why do you care? Hit me up. So he started with bottom line. Let me let me see this. So he started with bottom line. It costs the NFL money. To which I replied, the NFL made more money last year than they've ever made before. And then he came back with those TV deals have been set in place for a long time. To which I replied, Thursday Night Football just signed a new new deal this offseason after the Anthem scandal. Biggest Thursday Biggest night deal. Thir- deal ever. Yes. Then he came back with, that's just inflation, to which I linked to a Forbes article that says the revenue in the NFL is actually growing at a higher rate than inflation. That was his three strikes, and he was out. Now, <laughs> he kept— Now Wait he a ke- second. Hold on a second. Real quick before you continue.
0: I just love you're battling with somebody called Duke Fan
1: oh. for Life. Which is funny because the explanation— I can say I can tell you one thing for sure. He he's not a Duke fan cuz he went to Duke. That's for sure because holy shit he was not making then it was if you want to if you want to fucking work for a private company then you got I was like I already covered this building the stadiums with public money not a private company. To continue on like if you want to wear a maga hat to your office you might get fired for that. Oh actually that would probably be illegal. And so literally every single thing he came up with completely wiped out of the water. They have, they're not making as much money. They're making the most money ever. It's because of inflation. Here's an article that says it's not because of inflation. Uh, you know, it's hurting their bottom line, their TV deal that they just signed. is Every little thing. So nice try, Duke fan for life. You took the L pretty, pretty awfully, to be honest, too. Like literally everything you came up with, it was like not true. Not true, not true. I was putting big reg X's next to it. So, if anybody else out there wants to take a shot at the anthem issue and tell me why this should be a fucking thing that we're still talking about, why anybody cares about players taking a knee, I'd prefer it if you're an actual person that has an actual face and an actual name on Twitter. But honestly, if you want to be a faceless troll and take three strike L's, go for that too. But I'm still waiting for somebody to come up with it and Let's talk about the things that he covered that you should definitely avoid saying. They're not making money. They're losing money off it. False. That they're only making money because of inflation. False. That it's going to hurt their TV deals. False. That uh, these these are private companies. False. You got to stick with facts, people. Stick with facts and come into my mentions because I want it. I want a hero. I want a white knight holding a sword. I want somebody to... Make the fucking argument. I'm hearing, this is what everybody's telling me, at least 50% of the population is offended by this. Well, where are you all, and what are you all offended about? Why are you watching these guys and not watching the fucking flag and tell me one reason that it's affected the league negatively besides the bullshit you make up? TV ratings are down 25%. False. Use a link. I said a Forbes link. You want to come with facts? Bring facts. I'm bringing facts highest revenue ever biggest Thursday night TV deal ever growing at a higher rate than inflation bring facts I'm here I want it come at me
0: you know I just decided as I watched that rant you can you can handle all these faceless trolls for
1: me because this is my entertainment yeah it's it was incredible guys are like well I'll truly. Well, those TV deals were signed years ago. Well, except the one that was just signed. That's the biggest Thursday night TV deal ever. I thought Thursday night football sucked, and I thought people were boycotting because of the anthem. You know what would be a fun show? <laughs> I just thought of this. Just like debate team?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, but hold on. But
1: he, but he versus avatars?
0: Yeah, yeah, but but, but it kind of like that. But no, but here's my twist. So, you know, if you turn on like CNN or Fox News or all these stupid fucking shows where you have a thousand people arguing, and you can never yeah. understand who's talking. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And To me, it's bad TV. Yeah. You have seven people arguing over what Trump said. It's just it's not good TV. What if we had a show where <laughs> whether it was you or maybe just the faceless trolls argued? So you, you bring them on a TV, right? But you don't show their face like you use some sort of technology where like this guy, Duke fan for life, he's sitting in a studio, but his face is covered
1: with Joel Embiid. Yes. Yeah. So here's what I have. Right. Here's my addition to this. So it's me. Right. Okay. I'm at a podium. Like I'm a lawyer arguing, and and Joel uh, like a CGI Joel Embiid in a Carolina Panthers jersey is at a podium, and its mouth is moving in an argument. And after this guy takes three straight hard L's, he has to reveal himself. the The CGI comes down, and this guy who's you know uh, wearing a Make America Great Again hat in his mom's basement while he eats bagels bites is re- is revealed. Whoa, whoa! So whoa. you go, you come to on, a show here. This you is, come this on is good. as a faceless troll. But when you take the L with your false claim about revenue, with your false claim about these TV deals being signed years ago, with your false claim about inflation, after you go one, two, three strikes, you're out of the closet. You're no longer Joel Embiid. You are Daryl Douchebag from North Carolina, who lives in his mom's basement and eats bagel bites. I really like this idea. Troll
0: battle. Yeah. We'll call it troll battle. Every week, new trolls battle you, or or we could do different people. Sure. I mean, if you didn't want to be on every week. No,
1: I, I have Merriman on battling his trolls about San Diego. I'd love to host. Yeah.
0: So I'm impartial. Judge Judy. Yeah, I just I just become the host. Judge Droopy. <laughs> and every week, somebody battles a troll, and I love this. I love maybe if we could somehow do it live, or maybe if it's a YouTube show. I mean, YouTube rev right Now is blowing up where the audience gets to vote who won the argument. Yeah. And like you said, the, if they lose, the faceless troll has to reveal themselves. But What happens if the person arguing who, like, let's say the celebrity or comedian, what do they have to do if they lose?
1: I don't know, whatever the shitty fucking troll wants them to do, you know? Wear a Make America Great Again hat, or fucking salute the flag or something, or some, you know, whatever the... R- r- in regards to the issue, wear a Dwight Howard jersey, you know, present a trophy to Mike Buddenholzer as Eastern Conference Coach of the Year, you know? I think we're on this. I literally think we just came up
0: came upon a show. I, and I don't know if it would be called Troll Battle or whatever it would be called. Yeah. I'd watch that shit. Troll Trial. I'd totally watch that shit.
1: I'd watch it too. I'd watch it so when fucking Duke Fan for Life was three points into his argument, all have exploded on him. See, this is the next move. It, and it would be just like uh it would just be like playing um remember, remember fucking what was the one with the whammies? Remember no whammy, big bucks, big bucks, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah, yeah, Press yeah. your luck. It'd be like ah. when when he made a point, point, I go, Well, actually, we just signed the Thursday night deal three months ago. It's the biggest ever. It'd go, eh. Ah. And it'd be like two strikes. You're down to one more strike before you have to reveal yourself, troll. You're going to need a massive comeback. And then he goes, well, it's actually just growing because of inflation. Ooh, Darren Rovell tweeted this Forbes article. That is a big ah, third strike. Take down that mask, son. Oh,
0: dude, you know many people would watch just for the reveal?
1: Because every week
0: it would either be a fat, unattractive person But you never know. Like that person could be a fourteen-year-old dumb kid, right? Or a forty-six-year-old man, yeah, who's just fat and
1: fucking gross. Like worst idea ever. (laughs) This show has really backfired on me. (laughs) I can't believe. I can't believe that that inflation thing. I should have googled it. (laughs) Wait, they signed a TV deal this off season. Well. Talk about your all time backfires. I will do your show if the song is it includes
0: free bagel bites. Yeah. <laughs> so here's an interesting story that I've been following and you've been following. Is it Roquan? Yeah. Roquan Smith, who was drafted eighth overall by the Bears, rookie linebacker, he is holding out, but he's holding out for something we've never seen before. It involves the new. What, what do you call it?
1: Like lowering your helmet rule?
0: Yeah, the new lowering your helmet rule, tackle rule. So basically, he's holding out because he doesn't want it. His contract, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Prano. Uh, he wants insurances that the team would not go after. This is what his agent from CAA says. They want assurances that the team would not go after any of Smith's guaranteed money If he was suspended under the new rule. Right. So this is all interesting.
1: Well, this is, I feel like this is something that's going to have to come. This is going to come into play for this helmet rule. These, these we're going to, we haven't made a deal with the players association. So we're going to find you. If you kneel kind of rule, anything where these guys are going to be able to, you know, potentially suspend players and then when you get suspended, you're usually suspended without pay. And now everybody's doing the, the guaranteed money because NFL players and their agents have become smarter. And they're like, if my contract's not guaranteed, I need as much of the money up front as possible. Sure. And, uh, I mean, honestly. The I think answer, it's a smart play. Yeah. You know what the answer is, though? The, you know what the answer for all of this is? The NFL Players Association should be fighting. To guarantee players money, especially they should be using this anthem issue because if they don't want them kneeling, I can assure you that with very few exceptions, guys would be like, look, if this league's going to actually pay me my money that they agree upon and won't be able to just cut me at the drop of a hat and maybe give us medical after some of my brains exploding and I'm thinking about killing myself and my entire family because of fucking, you know, brain trauma that that I have medical services, I'll stand. I'll stand for the anthem. You know why the NFL won't do that? Because it's zero has had zero effect on them so far. Despite what everybody claims, they're not losing money. They're making more money than they've ever made. So they are in a great position to say, fuck you. We don't have to guarantee your money. So now these players have to take it into their own hands and say, fine, I'm writing it into my personal contract. And good for him they're going to find loopholes of ways to find players without going through the players association. Then the players are going to find loopholes to get their guaranteed money without going through the fucking owners.
0: Yeah, it it's is. Smart. It's a very smart move. And you're right. We'll definitely see more of this and good for the players because if the money's not guaranteed, like you said, every dollar counts. And we are seeing more of this. We just saw it. It just happened in the last hour. Sam Darnold, Signed a four-year deal, thirty million guaranteed. Yep. Which, which I mean, he could be a complete bust. He could be a Ryan Leaf. I'm not saying he is, but he could be. He walks away with thirty million. He's yep. set for life. Yeah. Basically. I like this. I like this move, though. I really I do.
1: Too. These the the NFL. I mean, I've been very critical of the NFL. This, it, it's something that's been piling up now for a while. Like, I know forever you were like, Goodell, Goodell, Goodell. But it's like these owners are, they're, they're just making decisions that straight up short term fucking disasters. And it's like, they're not thinking about the long term consequences. Like, why would anybody play this game? Like, you have to, they, these guys have to feel some sense of security. There's, they don't feel a sense of physical security. They don't feel a sense of financial security. They don't feel a sense of like personal security in terms of what they can say and what they can do. The only thing an NFL player feels secure about is that if they do something deviously criminal, their team will probably help them try to cover it up. (laughs) That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's the only
1: if time. They're good. If they're good.
0: That's the only time when the teams really seem to have their players back is if they do
1: If they're something re- against the law. If they're a really good player. Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott now, this is a black starting quarterback in the NFL, an MVP candidate a couple of years ago. He's now trashing people that are like kneeling for the anthem. Because he's a cowboy, it's like, man, this is getting fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, I'll be curious to see where it heads. I got to bring up the Jimmy G thing for a quick minute. Because him going on the date with that porn star got so much attention. I was like, okay, we're not going to talk about it. But then people kept talking about it, and I was actually watching – I was watching our boy Sean Merriman. He, uh-huh. he was on. Uh, he was on Fox Sports One with whatever the show is with uh, Jason Whitlock and Colin Cowherd. Yeah. So obviously we like Sean, and Sean's great on our show. Yeah.
1: It's, so, uh, that that show, by the way, is called Ear Aids because that's <laughs> what you get if you listen to it.
0: I don't think it's that bad.
1: Actually, Ugh, I'd rather. I, I can't think of anything I'd rather listen to less than those two fucking douchebags.
0: You say that, but you actually you'd be surprised at the number of your opinions that you
1: probably share with either of those guys. Well, Jason Whitlock's fucking team. Black guys should be standing for the Anthem. Well, you and and
0: Colin Cowherd, your boy, you share more opinions than you think. Anyway, that's not the point. I watched the clip because I saw Sean had retweeted it. So I was like, okay, obviously we love Sean Merriman. He's always a great guest. I want to hear his take. I'm like, they're still talking about this. So, I think we should talk about it for a quick second. Basically, those guys all were debating if he's a distraction. You know, like, like, if Jimmy Garoppolo taking a porn star on a date to Beverly Hills is a distraction, and Merriman's big thing was like, look, dude, you, you were a backup before. You can do that shit. You're the franchise guy. They just gave you $130 million. Like, I wouldn't be doing that stuff if I was you.
1: Uh, didn't he date like Tequila? Wasn't she like a reality star turned porn star, or a porn star turned reality star? Well, yeah, Sean did. He was just saying, if I were you, like whatever. But maybe he's learned. Obviously, he, he's
0: he's past that. But I guess my question to you and for us to discuss is: is it is it a distraction, or or is it your typical? First
1: of all, the, the media makes it a uh, distraction. First of all, and I know this is a joke that's been done a million times, but it needs to be said: the porn star title, porn star. What's her? What was her name?
0: I have no clue. So
1: not a porn star, right? He wasn't dating Jenna Jameson. He wasn't dating Bonnie Rotten. He wasn't dating fucking a porn star. He wasn't dating Sasha Gray. He was dating what? A chick that once got fucked on camera. So who hasn't been fucked on camera right now? Is every Kardashian a porn star? Is Paris Hilton a porn star? Who hasn't? We, I've seen Kate Upton's tits. Is she a soft porn star? Is Justin Verlander dating a soft porn star? What's a porn star? What, 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 like, this is a pretty umbrella term we're using, right? So, who can and can't he date? I've seen Jennifer Lawrence's tits. Can he date Jennifer Lawrence? Is Justin Verlander a distraction for dating Kate Upton? Like, where, who qualifies and who doesn't qualify? Are Kardashians a distraction? Every fucking athlete's dating a Kardashian.
0: No, dude, we agree. I, I look, I don't think it's that big
1: of a deal. All these guys all the athletes What not- happened in the good old days when your friend, when your fucking handsome franchise quarterback could fuck literally whoever he wanted? Giselle. I know what Giselle's tits look like. Is Tom Brady dating a fucking nude model?
0: Well, I mean, you make a fair point. Is is Tom Brady dating an international model a bigger distraction? than Jimmy Garoppolo taking a chick who does porn on a date in Beverly Hills. Which, by the way, what are you doing with that, bro? Who cares? Maybe he fucking loves dirty fat chicks. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I'm not judging that. But, like, like you, but you do know you're taking this girl out in Beverly Hills. You're in L.A., man. Paparazzi's everywhere. Who
1: cares? Maybe he'd give
0: zero fucks. That's fine, but he's trying to act like, oh, I didn't think this would happen. Of course it would happen.
1: But why would it happen? She's not famous. Somebody had to fucking research her. We still don't know her name. We're three minutes in this conversation. We don't know this chick's name. I'm going to look it up. He didn't take somebody out that anybody knew who she was. I am. Are we sure she does porn? Yes, we are. We are? Because some... You know, you know why people know? Because the guys who fucking shoot paparazzi photos are the guys who watch dirty, fucking Kiara Mia, no name porn.
0: Kiara Mia is her name.
1: I've ne- I've literally never heard of her.
0: You want me to put her into Pornhub right now? Sure. Let me
1: make sure the camera's muted. What was that weird muted? <laughs> Did I say it weird? Sounds like the fucking
0: Here's some big ass titters. This is her. Okay. You don't need to watch videos, do you?
1: I mean, just press play. Let's see what's let's see what the, the situation is here. Of the pop up just instantly. Is that her? That's her. Okay. Is that Jim Garoppolo's dick? No, that's somebody else. I mean, like, I just don't understand. Well, I don't know understand what people are judging him about. Somebody's upset that what? Is this like a kid's thing? Like, oh, what's my kid supposed to do? His favorite player's fucking porn stars? Um, again, I just, I, it's like, it's a very cloudy issue now. As, especially in the social media in the modern age. What, like how much, how much more of a porn star is she than Kim Kardashian?
0: Well, the argument would be that Kim had one sex tape. I put this girl on the porn hub.
1: There's countless videos. Well, yeah, if she had done one porn and it had turned her into the biggest star in the world, she probably would have stopped doing porn. I mean, we, we agree. Do we agree for one thing? The Kardashians are famous because they followed a blueprint laid out by Paris Hilton. You're a fucking socialite. Yes. Get fucked on camera. Yes. Get famous. Yes. Turn your whole fucking family famous. Yes. Make a reality show. Yes. You're a fucking porn star. That's what you are. You're not famous. Like. If, if fucking LeBron James goes into being the host of barber shop and then he fucking has 20 movies, like The Rock is a wrestler turned actor. But guess what? There's a reason that you see you go. Did you watch Ballers? It's pretty good. The Rock's in it. Did you see this movie fucking skyscraper? The Rock. Why are we calling him The Rock? Because he's The Rock. Not because he's When is the literal last time you referred to The Rock as Dwayne Johnson? Have you ever said Dwayne Johnson? I think I actually did recently. But he's the rock. I right? usually say the rock. Right? He's the rock. Because that's who he is. He's the rock. Kim Kardashian is a fucking slut bag that got fucked on camera. She's not a worldwide brand. She's a fucking whore. But she is a worldwide brand. She's also a fucking slut that got fucked on camera. That's where she's from. That's what she did. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he allowed to date one of the Kardashians?
0: Look, we're in agreement on. Yeah, I don't I care who.
1: Ju- I just think it's ridiculous. I don't
0: care who Jimmy G dates, and I don't think it matters. At the end of the day, you know my stance on all these athletes.
1: I don't even watch porn. Just and I don't give a
0: fuck. Just perform on the field. That's always been my argument. That was the problem with Johnny Manziel. I mean, how many times am I going to say he didn't perform on the field? That's why Gronk can do all his shit because when he's on the field, when he's healthy at least, he performs at a high fucking rate. It doesn't matter. Dennis Rodman was a lunatic off the court, dating everybody from Madonna to Carmen Electra to you name it. When Dennis Rodman. Carmen
1: Electra, famous for being naked.
0: Yes. When Dennis Rodman, though, was on the court, he was unbelievable. So it didn't fucking matter. Yeah. That's that. To me, that's the whole point of all this. Date who you want to date, bang who you want to bang, just perform in the field or the
1: court. Yeah. And no one gives a shit. And the whole distraction thing, like, it's just, I, I just, the distraction thing is like, what isn't a distraction at this point? Like when, you know, at what time, what, like, and who gets a free pass? We talked about it all the time. Like Antonio Brown was Facebook living from the locker room. They had to have a press conference about it. He got fucking suspended. He got fined, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, but he's really good. So no one's talking about that anymore. Yeah. Man, it's a social media age. I guarantee you, for a fact, Joe Namath was out with a girl who had been fucked on film. You know what I mean? Like, We just don't know it because you couldn't Google it. You had to go find a fucking, and I'll take you had to it, find a hi-8. I'll take it one step further.
0: The amount of people who've had sex and filmed it, I'm talking the general population, I'd say it's at least 40%. you think that's too high? Mm. What percentage of people, have you ever tried to film it? Nope. I have. I mean, I got a joke about it, you know. Uh, I think it's pretty high. And I'm noticing even more, more with girls about girls are all quick to film it now. They want to film some sex. Maybe it's just the girls I hang out with. I mean,
1: look, here's the thing. I've always, you know, I've been, I've been working in entertainment in some regard since I was 18 years old. This was basically my career path since I got out of high school. I was like, I don't need that shit out there. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as far as I know, is not fucking this girl on film. Like, and even if he was, if he's prepared to own it, then he's prepared to own it. I don't need fucking that out there. It's just like, I don't, I don't need to deal with that. That's not that's not what I want to fucking. I told you I told you you should make a sex tape. I said you should put a make a sex tape and put it out. That's on brand for you. Maybe this is what Jimmy fuck Jimmy Garoppolo fucks porn stars. Dope. He owned it. Dope.
0: You're getting blown up today, bro. I know. Uh I want to talk about before we get to some questions. So drop those questions in YouTube right now, guys, and uh, maybe we'll get to a couple calls. I want to bring up this WNBA thing. It, it won't die. By the way, I love, ever since our WNBA episode, people love tipping us off to WNBA stuff. And I know it just looks like we're shitting on the league. I guess we are. Shout out to John Cameron Hall for always giving me the inside. Yeah, I did, mean. But did you see this latest thing? Yeah,
1: but. Again, this Bro. So, so, I I need hold on. I need to defend this a little bit. While we have shit on the league, we haven't said anything that's not factually correct. We're not like they're fucking so dumb, they don't even know which basket to shoot on. Here's video of them not knowing what basket to shoot on. Oh, <laughs> they don't fucking it's a fucking losing money operation. Here's here's proof that the NBA just started releasing their numbers because they've just recently started making money. And even that's not necessarily true. Like,
0: dude, this is such a bad, especially, especially with how turnt these, these idiots are defending the league on social media. This is not a good look for them. So the WNBA, the WNBA, I can't even say it. All-star game was this weekend. The first half started with the team going in the wrong direction after tip-off.
1: Can I can I defend the WNBA right now? Go for it. Okay. It's an all-star game. People aren't playing with their teammates. They're not playing in their jerseys. They're not playing against jerseys of of a team that they play against often they're in a fucking arena. That is not, doesn't belong to necessarily 90% of the people on the floor. Is it the, is it, is this a WNBA issue? Like the idea that the idea that J.R. Smith would tip off in an NBA game and not know which way to go. Completely logical. Now, JR Smith's not making an all-star game. T- Let me ask you a question in the NBA finals, when both teams were playing on, like they were playing, in Golden State, Cavs versus Golden State. A guy not knowing the score is that? Could you imagine dropping J.R. Smith in an All-Star game where everybody's wearing a uniform for the first time and it's in an arena painted for All-Star colors that he doesn't have any clue what basket to go to? C- completely po- possible. Wholly possible.
0: We agree there.
1: Yeah, we agree. But my- now, now the WNBA still sucks.
0: Well, well my <laughs> yeah. point was, like I said at a time when all their women are being vocal about how they deserve more money. That's my point is this is not a good look. Sure. You can't start the game. I just watched the clip again. My favorite part is the, the refs are going like this. They're pointing like, no, no, the basket's over there. Yeah. I'm just saying like, that's something that would happen with my six year old nephew. Sure. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But also I agree with you. J.R. Smith, not knowing the score, it's something that would also happen yeah. with
1: my six-year-old nephew. Right. I, I think, like, the, the fact that it happened in an All-Star game is, is, you know, completely logical and whatever. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm sure no one was at that All-Star game. And I'm, sure, <laughs> and I'm sure it lost money. And I'm sure the basketball, even with the, you know, 25 best players in the entire league, was subpar and pretty hard to watch. I'm not shitting on the WNBA for anything other than being, like, less quality basketball than I would ever watch at any point. Uh, not all that athletic. And uh, basically losing money and costing the, the league money, okay. the NBA. So. Okay.
0: Let's bring it back from earlier in the show. Me versus the best WNBA player. Pool game of horse. Uh, I bet I'd still lose. I could lose. Yeah. Because those girls can shoot.
1: Sure. But it'd be a little bit. Yeah. You could also win. I, I don't the, even. The, the best shooting player in the WNBA. You probably lose. Yeah. But it's not guaranteed. I'm also mm-hmm. not sure. I'm also not sure that uh, like I'm not sure you'd lose to every NBA guy. But you'd lose to like the guys who are fucking with it and go like, ah, I just picked this up fast. You know what I mean?
0: I think we should. You know, we have the Venice Beach Basketball League, yeah, which goes on Sundays down here. To Metal World Peace, a bunch of those guys playing it. We should get the Savage Town Pool Basketball League.
1: But you can just play horse, right? Like you guys weren't playing like games. No, we were playing horse. Yeah. Yeah. I think the volleyball is much more dynamic. Oh, it is. Of a sport.
0: I brought up the gubbins about comedians playing. I have all the equipment now in here.
1: The net, everything. Where? In your apartment? So. Is it in your closet? Yeah. Jesus. This for the fucking, this must has just become a locker. (laughs) I
0: need a bigger place. I need to build shelves on, on, in that area. I mean, this, this whole wall is, I've dedicated the dirty sports. Yeah. This is what I do for you guys. I dedicate an entire wall. But, they, but the dirt balls, no. So they... what
1: did Govin say about us playing like uh, – was this like comedians during the day? Yeah,
0: I said we're all comedians. I said what about you, me, Prano, Lachlan, Laz, Gorbos? I mean maybe – there's a lot of west Side Yeah, comics. Come down to the Savage Town pool. Play a little pool volleyball like Friday afternoon or some shit. What do you
1: think? Yeah. I, I It was my idea. What do you mean? Yeah. What do I think? <laughs> what <laughs> are you talking about? What did Gubbins say? Gubbins loved it. Great.
0: He's like, if I don't have an audition, you, you know, those auditions. Yeah. You know everybody is with those auditions. I love when LA people use that. I got an audition. Can't make it. Do you? Do you really? Dude, I saw that chick. I put it out on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. I was in a coffee shop. There's like a little... It's like a bagel shop. It's like a little Jew at Noah's bagels and Marina del Rey, right on Washington. It's actually a good little spot. I'd never stopped in there.
1: Where is it on Washington? It's. Uh... Oh, I know where it is. I know where it is.
0: So I stopped in there. There was an Asian woman in there reading her lines for like forty-five minutes.
1: Out loud. Out loud. That's weird.
0: Just sitting in the bagel shop.
1: I mean, I've I've had my sides in the in a restaurant and coffee shop and whatever to go over, but I'm not reading them out loud. She's <laughs> reading them out loud. Do that shit in your car.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Jimmy G took her on a date. Yeah. Let's do some. Uh, you know what? I want to do some dirtball questions from YouTube.
1: Great. Did you pick out a couple of winners, or you're just gonna go? You're just gonna run them right now? No, I,
0: I got I got a. I got a bunch right now. You want to follow through?
1: Let's do it. Dirt ball, dirt ball YouTube comments. But
0: before we do that, Joe, I want to say are we both rocking the same or are these different flag and anthem shorts?
1: I believe these are the same shorts. Look at us. The same team shorts. uniform. These stretchy navy shorts. Love these shorts. I packed these in my bag to go down to San Diego all weekend and I didn't wear them. And then I got home and I was like, oh, they pair so nicely with my navy. Light blue, white striped shirt. It's like, a good-looking shirt, yeah, too. This is, a, this, is a, this is a hot look that I had in my bag for San Diego but didn't get to pull it out, so I figured I'd pull it out fresh for the Dirty Sports Podcast. Get my Flag and Anthem on.
0: That's right, guys. You can look just as good as Joe. Go to FlagandAnthem.com and drop promo code DIRTY at checkout. It gets you 25% off your first order guys. that is a good deal. You spend 100 bucks; it only costs you 75 guys. So go to anthem.com right now. Drop promo code DIRTY. You can look just as good as us. And I'll tell you what. I was talking about my – I mean, I can't say it enough. I was talking about it with the mayor last night. He's like, dude, your outfits – he was saying this to me. He's like – he goes, it's a different person. Yeah. He goes, Andy at the pool two years ago versus now?
1: I mean, do you remember cargo shorts, Andy? Uh, dude, I was – we were looking at my. You like you were like defending cargo shorts. There was a time where you were defending your cargo shorts. By the way, Flag and Anthem has cargo shorts, and they look good. Are you going to get back into the cargo short game now that now that they're brand approved? Uh
0: no. I kind of I like these stretchy, like you said, these yeah. like stretchy. I
1: shorts. so I did something back in the day. I'm bringing back an old idea. So back in the day, if you sent me one of our sponsors on Snapchat, I'd follow you on Snapchat. But guess what? Snapchat is dead. I'm putting the nail in the coffin. It's dead. It's over. Snapchat ruined Venice and then they bailed. And that, the, that update that they did was garbage. I haven't been on, I think I deleted Snapchat off my phone. I haven't been on Snapchat in God knows how long. Uh, it's all about the Instagram now. That's it's right. all about the gram. If you send me a direct message of you or, or just tag me in the photo, of you wearing flag and anthem gear on Instagram, I'll follow you back. You know what? I'll do the same. But Two. I need to see it, not the order. I need to see you rocking that fresh gear.
0: Two for the price of one. All, all, you know, I'll do a little different. Show me the order. I'll follow
1: you. Show you the order. You get Ruther. Show me you're wearing it. You got, you got no chill.
0: Flagandanthem.com promo code dirty again twenty. 20- Five percent off. All right, let's let's get to some questions. We got a lot of good questions today. All right, Prano, we'll st- we'll start off with a baseball one from Robbie Grill. Who had a better career, Ryan Sandberg or Chase Utley? I've seen this discussed a lot lately. Uh,
1: I'd have to I'd have to look at the uh, I'd have to look closer at their numbers, but I know Chase Utley's numbers now from from the uh, from the Chase Utley argument. So let me just look up Ryan Sandberg. I want to say Ryan Sandberg. Uh, but uh, let me confirm for you. And I'll let you know. I mean, it, as a baseball fan, I would say just like, you know, the eye test of just watching both the guys play. I'd say Ryan Sandberg. But let's go to Wikipedia because that comes. OK, while you do things. that. I'm going to I'm going to 285. Right, So higher average, 2,386 hits. So 500 more hits, 282 homers, more homers. I mean, this isn't even, what, what the fuck are we talking about? 10-time All-Star. He was the NL MVP in 84. He's a nine-time, I mean, What like, that's not even close. Yeah, end this conversation. That's not even close. Done. It's Ryan Sandberg. Okay. Ryan. 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 Not Ryan. By the way,
0: I didn't know that until I was like 20. I literally thought it was that's always. I was
1: Rhino. Remember that?
0: Yeah. When is Cultural Appropriation Day? Good question. Ooh,
1: yeah. we. Otani's back. Otani is back. Let's do that soon. Let's head
0: down to Anaheim. Let's do that
1: in August.
0: We will let you guys know. It will happen in August. All right, mowing through these questions. Joe from Drew Pyle, I'm moving to Williamsburg Oh,
1: in two months. Wow. What's the first spot I need to go eat at? Ooh, okay. The first spot you need to go eat at. All right, I'm going to give you a couple here so you can decide how you want to do this. First things first, one of the greatest steakhouses in all of the world— is called Peter Luger's, and it's right under the Williamsburg Bridge. But here's the thing: it's a expensive, fancy steakhouse. So, I mean, well, first of all, you're moving to Williamsburg in 2018, so I assume you're a fucking millionaire. But in just in case you're not a millionaire, um, you know, if you move in and your parents, you know, decide to give you a welcoming party or whatever, definitely go there and get steak. But here's an even better tip: every day for lunch. Before three o'clock, you can go get a hamburger at Peter Luger, and it's like 11 bucks. And it's the the, the day before's steak ground up in a ground beef. They hate it when you show up and you order a fucking cheeseburger. They hate it. They're like, dude, I thought you were going to sit down and eat a $75 steak. You're eating a cheeseburger. I hate you. But they still serve it, and they serve it so you can fucking order it. So I would go to Peter Luger for steak if somebody else is buying or for a... Uh, A burger for lunch before 3 o'clock. Also, go to Surf Bar. Two doors down from the old 131. Legendary 131. Sand on the floor. Delicious tiki drinks. Delicious seafood. Get the chowder. Get the ceviche. Get the calamari. Get the squid salad. The grilled squid salad. Fantastic. And then uh, there's a place, I hope it's still there, called Fet Sau, which is a barbecue place. Delicious pork, just barbecue on a tin tray. And then they have a bourbon selection. Delicious. And then also go to Bagel Smith for just a bagel in the morning. Bagel, bacon, egg and cheese, coffee. Boom. All right. Oh, and go visit my boy at Anna Maria Pizza on Bedford Avenue. He fucking flops open the bag. He said, for here to stay. And then pop the bag. And then you get your pizza and you're out of there. Cheap pizza.
0: Man, you really hit that one.
1: All right. The devil. Wear- oh, and go to the turkey's nest right by uh, McCarran Park. Not for food, but for frozen margaritas in a styrofoam cup that you can walk out and drink in the park. Do you love drinking frozen margaritas in the park? You should go to turkey's nest. <laughs> and they're like 32 ounces.
0: All right. Next comment from the devil wear supreme. That's an interesting name. You're starting a team and you have to pick between Carmelo or Dwight Howard. Ooh, who you got?
1: Um. Right now,
0: I don't know. He doesn't specify.
1: Um, right now I would pick Dwight Howard because I think Dwight Howard knows he's not a superstar anymore. At gotcha. least, at least a little bit. Carmelo Anthony t- talking about not coming off the bench.
0: Looks like our old buddy Josh Nelson popped in here. Yeah. Josh has a question. He says, I got a question for you. Why are you two so gay?
1: Classic Josh Nelson question. Classic.
0: (laughs) Classic. Hitting us Um, with the gay
1: joke. So the answer, Josh, is always nature, not nurture. I was born this way. So.
0: How much money would it take for you to make out with me? Full tongue.
1: How much money? I mean, who's paying this money? Just curious. Dirt balls. Um, $5,000,
0: dude, five, you would need $5,000 to full tongue kiss me. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I'm already regretting that. I didn't say 10,
0: $10,000, $10,000. Yeah. Why so
1: much? Why, what, why am I selling myself short? Dirt balls are paying for this. You know, Eddie, Ift got $65,000 to turn a short bus into a podcast studio, I'm going to fucking tongue kiss you for fucking what? Two grand? $5,000. I could get $5,000 for my Cadillac right now. You think I'd rather sell my car or make out with you?
0: Make out with me.
1: I disagree.
0: (laughs) Are you saying, you're you're bringing up Eddie's thing. Are you saying that we should do maybe a dirty sports?
1: No, I'm absolutely not saying we should do that. Telethon? No. What, for me to make out with you? No,
0: no, no. Just to raise money.
1: No, we're good. We'll we'll save, like, you know, maybe one day down the road if we have something that we actually needed, you know?
0: What if we did a telethon, hold on, where we took donations and I lived on Mildred? We've talked about this.
1: Yeah. How, well? How much would it take you to live on Mildred for a week?
0: Seven days? Yeah. Oh, man. For me to live on Mildred, what, what does that constitute? Like, what are we talking here? You. Am I allowed to shower in here?
1: No. You live. What, what, then why? So what? You're just sleeping. Out? You're homeless. You live on Mildred. You could go. You could go other places. I, can I move band.
0: around? Because I, I noticed the cops have been moving people around a little bit. Yeah,
1: lately. but you. Yeah, you could live. Basically, got to live on the streets. But you got to act like you're on the streets. None of this, like, oh, I'm just gonna go to the gym and shower and hang out in the fucking hot tub. Like you're homeless. You live on the street.
0: Can I do Andy's little beach workout and jump in the ocean? Sure.
1: Yeah. Homeless people have free access to the ocean. Okay. You could shower at the outside showers and possibly get arrested.
0: Seven days.
1: Minimum 10 G's. You balked at me. I'd live, I'd fucking, I'd live on Mildred for five G's for seven days. In fact, I'd live on Mildred for $3,500 for a week. Five so- $500 a day. Uh, I live on Mildred. I'd be I'd be homeless. Just to prove I could and finish the week with $3,500? Why not?
0: No, the money goes back in the Thust Fund, fam. Oh. That's the point. I'm not keeping a cent of this. The money goes back into the show.
1: Oh, I was like, well, I'd live it if it goes in my pocket.
0: No, no, that's the whole point. That's why I'm like, 10 Gs, the money goes back into dirty sports. Get ourselves some... Insane equipment or we just do a
1: Get back to the questions. What else we got?
0: You don't like this idea?
1: He's trying to telethon his homelessness.
0: Any way you guys can call Shannon Sharp. Wow. On the spot. would love to hear his general opinion on the NFL. So they want to know what Shannon Sharp has to say.
1: I kind of love Shannon. I love also that Shannon's turned into a meme. I do love Shannon. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that whole thing? What was that? Have you seen that clip? Of course. Yeah. He's just become a meme generator.
0: What happened to his brother, Sterling Sharp? Oh, goes, that's no problem.
1: That's no problem. That's no problem. <laughs> Sterling Sharp almost died from a fucking, like, spinal injury.
0: I know. But then he was working on ESPN for a minute. I thought he was good, too. He was before his, you know, he was obviously older. Yeah. That's a that's a good name, by the way.
1: Sterling Sharp. Yeah.
0: Only a black dude could fucking have such a name like Honestly, that. only
1: a black dude could be Shannon Sharp. Like, dude, you're is are you white? Yeah. Is your name Shannon Sharp? Yeah, that's not gonna work. That's a good point. And then you're like, uh Shannon Sharp? And then it's a black guy, you're like, oh, that ain't no problem. <laughs> ain't no problem. <laughs> ain't no problem. All right,
0: last question. Yeah. From Shiv Desai. Oh, it must be Indian. Uh, right? Should the Nats trade
1: Harper? I think they actually should trade Harper. Now, here's the conversation I would have if I was the GM with Bryce Harper. I would say, look, we want to resign you. Just tell me our chances right now we have a good chance to resign you a great chance to resign you that if we give you X amount are you likely to resign and then I would also say this hey if like if we trade you we can resign you you can come back here you can do what happened to the fucking Yankees you remember fucking Chapman goes to the Cubs he comes back to the Yankees it's like do you want If you want to be here, you want us to get a bunch of prospects and then bring you back. We could do that. Or if you tell me that you want to be a Washington national for life, then fuck it. I'm not trading you fine. But when you tell me that, what that means to me is you're absolutely going to sign with us. If we give you a fair offer, not you're going to bail. If you're going to bail, I'm fucking trading you. If you think maybe you'd sign with us. Then I'm going to trade you, get prospects back, and maybe I'll bring you back. But, like, I feel like I could negotiate with Bryce Harper. We could get a deal done one way or the other. Either I guarantee he's staying, I guarantee that I can let him go, get prospects, and bring him back, or I can go, I I see what's happening here. You want to be a fucking Yankee. You want to be a, you know, whatever team's moving to Vegas, and you're going to be the face of that franchise. You know, I get it. I'm trading you. Because the Nationals, this isn't their year. And they, and they could get a lot for Bryce Harper, for sure.
0: Trade him. I'm all for trading him. All right, those are the questions today. Thank you for all the Dirtballs who helped contribute. Again, live on YouTube, so subscribe to us on YouTube. If you want to leave calls on our hotline as well, the number is 310-359-8365. Again, guys, Dirtball Meetup, Chicago. Is it thecomedybar.com?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. It might be just comedybar.com, but it's called the Comedy Bar. It's in it's, Chicago. It's comedybar.com. Comedybar.com.
0: Now, are the tickets up yet for the live podcast? Because I've also had D- DMs about check
1: that. that out. Check it out. I think we we're on page what six last time. So maybe go to five to start. Or let
0: me see here. I'm on page six. I see Joe Prano. I see Friday through Sunday. I do not see tickets up. So
1: tickets are not up, but they will be up soon. I wasn't sure to that. She, uh, the girl that we've been working with there says that, uh, tickets should be up soon. There is a different room. So maybe is that no. Yeah. Anyway, comedy but tickets will be up soon. Trust me. You know, there's going to be plenty of tickets for we're, we're doing it in an entire separate room. So there won't be a spillover of just like people there to see comedy. You're. It's going to be um, it's going to be the, there'll be a lot of room for dirt balls for live podcast. And then obviously Friday, Thursday is it. You said Thursday, right? Thursday's the, the podcast. podcast, Friday, Saturday, Sunday comedy. So get your tickets now. Get some tickets to the Wednesday night White Sox game. Get tickets to the Monday night. Uh, Cubs Brewers. Cubs Brewers. and Monday night or Monday day? It's Monday, Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, Monday night. Cubs Brewers, and come Chicago. I'm I'm actually incredibly stoked for that trip. Me too. Like you know me, I love me some fucking Miller Lite. I'm gonna do, like I'm gonna set a Miller Lite record that week. I'm gonna drink 300 Miller Lights while I'm in Chicago.
0: Six nights. It's 50 million lights a day, bro. Okay,
1: I'm going to drink 200. <laughs>
0: well, go to joeprano.com for any questions on that stuff. AndyRuther.com, dirtysports.com. And uh, yeah, guys, keep dropping those iTunes reviews. We see them.
1: Did we have, were we doing calls or were we just doing comments?
0: Let's just do comments. We okay. don't really have
1: any calls Great. today.
0: Okay let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. We got shit to do. Yeah, I agree. At fix your life on Twitter at Andy Ruther at the dirty sports. All right, guys, that's the show. Anything else you want to push? No,
1: Joe Uh, if you're a West coaster again, be up in San Fran at the end of the month. Check out my dates there. Uh, Burbank comedy festival, middle of August. Uh, so it'll be a, a few spots out in Burbank at flappers. And, uh, yeah, at fix your life, Joe Prano on Instagram. All that, all that fun shit.
0: All right. You guys know what to do. Enjoy the show, fellas and ladies. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.